What's happening, everybody? It is a late night for me. Uh, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Let me get to our league because I want to try to shorten this but still cover so much because I never know what the heck we're going to end up talking about. So we got the matchups coming up this week. The only downside, the only downside is that the quest for 13 ends with two weeks to go. And we kind of experienced that last year with Austin. I want to see if Austin got to nine and one or 10 and one. He came very similar to Christian as well. But Mario does capture the, the victory. We did cover that already in our last podcast. This one's going to be dedicated to basically what's going on with this upcoming games as we'll get right started on the Tuesday or the Thursday, Tuesday night, the Thursday night game with the Patriots and the Bills. What to expect with Buffalo's defense being strong and the Patriots, they looked pretty good. They were fun offensively last week against Minnesota. I don't expect that again. You never know with a division rival. I feel like this could be a one-sided game. I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going to do much, or the uh, the Patriots are going to do much on Buffalo's. I could be wrong. I hope so. Heck, I got Ramondi Stevenson. I got the running back, so I'm hoping the Patriots can get some kind of damage going. First game on our list, I'll cover quick. Two guys who uh, one for sure doesn't listen. I don't believe Steve ever listens as well. Elijah against Steve. The significance is Elijah still has potential to win this division. One and two, he is right there behind Dino Dan, trying to get that sixth seed in the playoff spot. And Elijah can very well do it. Steve's team is mathematically eliminated. As we go through it right now, Elijah is only, only an eight-point favorite at this time. As I go through his roster, I don't see anybody who is injured now. He does have no defense. Sometimes Elijah likes to decide at the last second. He could pick up a new defense. The Browns, though, are heavily favored with excuse me, 29 points. So I cannot see Elijah, as I know the way he plays, he usually will look to find a team that, you know, off the waiver wires who might be a good defense this week. I can't see too many defenses that are available for pickup that are not going to be getting 29 points, or that will be getting 29 points. So if you pop that in, Elijah would now become a about a 37-point favorite, and that feels more like it for us. Uh, not just a six-win team, because Steve's got four. Steve's right behind him. But as you look at it, you go, okay, let's compare. Josh Allen, Jimmy G. Jimmy G, could he put up, let me see, against Miami? Let's say it became a potential shootout with the weapons they have. Jimmy G had 27 against Arizona. It's not unrealistic to think he can't go out there and get 25 to 27 points. That said, Josh Allen, what did he do last time he faced New England? The last time he faced New England, oh, he hasn't played him yet. So this will be a first one at New England. So that gives them a better chance at home for the Patriots defense. I feel, I'm going with Josh Allen. I don't trust Jimmy G enough. Maybe the run game will get it going. Maybe the defense will get it going. I don't see Jimmy G happen to perform great. But I still think with that offense, with the weapons he has, it's pretty easy to see him get at least 18 points. But Josh Allen. Use check and Cordell Patterson or Miles Sanders and Swift. Sanders and Swift. I'm not going to waste any more time. A.J. Brown and Carter. Thielen and Lamb. I'll actually say, hmm, did Carter do anything? Yeah, he had 22 points last week. So I'm going to say I would take Carter and Lamb only because the matchup is better. Thielen and Lamb have tougher 
opponents this week. Hawkinson and Kittle. I don't know. Kittle is big week. Kittle is boom bust. Hawkinson is more consistent. I will take Hawkinson, but I'm okay. I could see Kittle going for 35, right? In a game that could be a potential shootout, this could be a week where Kittle goes off. So that would be the difference. But I don't think he's going to go off so much that he triples Hawkinson's score. That'll make up the difference for the other areas he lacks. Jamal Williams, I think he's going to have a big game at home against Jacksonville. Ayuk or Brady, I'm going Brady. We already said the defense, I'm taking the Browns. And then Mosley, Nick Bosa is a, like, uh, Aaron Donald's a big week or nothing. Mosley has been one of the most consistent players. So Elijah should easily win that matchup is what she needs. That would be a gigantic upset, which would be great for Brian and Matt. Speaking of which, Brian and Matt's roster are going heads up this week. I still have to, let me see, is there anything changes? Did Matt, because uh, as we go through it, TJ Watt, Vikings defense against the Jets at home or Bears against Green Bay. And it says Vikings are favorite. So I will play the Vikings for Matt's team. Fred Warner. Oh, I'm going to play TJ Watt. TJ Watt is 15 points. So when it comes to the defense, you will see the Vikings and TJ Watt going against the Commanders and White. Let's get to the meaty part of the offense. Trevor Lawrence and Goff both going heads up, I think, especially with the fact that it's at home in Detroit. I'm expecting a good offensive battle in that one, kind of like when the Seahawks travel there, kind of like when almost every team travels to Detroit. You see really good offensive numbers. So both, I think, have good games. Cooks, Jacobs, we're going Mr. Jacobs. We're going Jacobs. Schultz, Kelsey, I'm going Kelsey for Matt. Diggs or Samuel or Pittman and Swift. I'm Diggs and Samuel easily. You know Samuel? He's a big name. He has been such a huge letdown from what he was last year, even before McCaffrey came. He had one, I think, good game, and that was against the Rams. Not bad ones. They were all double digits, right? 10 points, 11 points but nothing like he was last year. So he's been a bit of a fantasy disappointment this year. But I would still take Samuel and Diggs over Pittman and Smith. you got Cook and Wilson against Mixon and Hunt. I'll take Cook and Wilson. And quarterbacks, Mahomes, Watson. If Watson had played like six, seven games against his old Houston team, maybe you go Watson, right? Mahomes, even if they lose at Kansas City, Mahomes is going to have a good game. So breaking it down as we go through that, Brian's team had the running backs. Brian had the flex spot. And I think the quarterbacks were a wash. Well, uh, Matt's roster had the receivers, had the better quarterback, uh, starting quarterbacks. And then we'll see what happens. It could be come down to the defense in that one. That's a tough one. You know, they're going to have – Matt is right now only a six-point favorite. Once I pop in the – was it the Vikings and TJ Watt? He might go up to a like 12 point favorite. So that's a really close game. That will be a game where Brian still is in 40% and a much needed win. If he gets that and gets to six and seven, even with the, the Elijah, if Elijah wins, Matt would be seven and six. It would come down to the last week where Brian and Elijah would play heads up. And then it would, you know, Matt's roster would play Steve. Right, we we could see the upset, but it would basically mean uh, that then it would come down to division record, and I don't have that in front of me because Elijah split with Matt, 
So if Elijah wins this week against Steve, and he just beat Brian last week, I would have to look at the beginning. He would be on a hot streak. It would come down to to the tiebreaker division record or possibly points. So, man, there is so much possibility in that. What division is that? The Tecmo Bowl 23? Tecmo Bowl 23 division. As Matt does have the point lead, Brian's dead last, and he's got over 100 points behind. So, yeah, that's an uphill climb, but it is so doable. So doable because Brian wins his last two, and he has a possibility of winning that division by taking them down with division records. So that is it on Brian and Matt's team. Big game. I think, and all of them for Brian are winner, are winner go home, right? Every week we said that last week, if the loser between Brian and Steve was mathematically out, Brian loses again, he will have eight losses. That would put him mathematically out because you're going to have to have seven wins, especially if Elijah wins with Dino Dan already at six, possibly going to be seven. And then you got Eric Nippon, uh, all scoring higher points. So, I mean, you could see a six and eight team get in, but you're going to have to have Elijah lose, right? Elijah has six wins right now, and he's playing Steve. Anyone such as Eric, Dino, and Brian, they are all Steve homers this week because Steve's win does nothing to hurt them. It only boosts their chances by taking Elijah down. Elijah gets to that seventh win this week, as expected, as he should. Then next week, right? Because Matt, then then it comes, if that happens, as we're trying to think, who do you cheer for if you're Eric? Who do you cheer for if you're Dino? One, you'd prefer Matt's roster to win, right? Because Matt's already got seven wins. And Eric is, is trying to sneak in. So Eric's going to go, hey, you know what? The best situation would be is if Matt wins this week and gets to eight wins. And then Elijah gets upset to Steve, right? If he if he gets upset to Steve and then he stays at six because then Eric can get to – if Eric does um, win this week, he can get to six, and then it's going to come down to the last game. If Brian wins, now you got Brian at uh, six, Matt at seven. Elijah, let's say he wins, he'd be at seven. That would mean now it's tough, much tougher for Eric. Because then when Brian and Elijah play next week, if Brian wins, he would get then Eric would be like, he has to have Brian win. Because then you can't have Matt get to seven wins. I mean, I'm sorry, Elijah. You can't have Elijah get to seven or eight wins. So there is basically in the pecking order, you'd prefer Matt to win. If I'm Eric, I would say I hope Matt wins this week. Because he's already got seven wins. So you want Matt's roster to get to that eighth win, and that would eliminate Brian. That would make Brian five and eight, and and most likely eliminate mathematically. Pro- he, he yes, because in, he would have one game left where he would have to score almost break the all time record. You know, no one's even scored three hundred yet. He would have to score th- over three hundred to make up a huge gap difference between uh, Elijah and Eric. So he's not going to get that. Unless even if he loses this week, he drops another 200 plus. That would be the only scenario where he could. So for all intents and purposes, if Brian loses this week, he's out, which would mean that would be great. Eric would say, all right, Matt's roster, Matt's team is at eight wins. 
I got Elijah now who it might, if Elijah does win, Elijah would be at seven and Eric's going to go, okay, now what I need to do is win, have Brian beat Matt. And then I just have to outscore whatever the heck Elijah gets that week. Cause I, I, I think, let me check, double check. I believe Elijah has more than Eric. Nope. Eric has more. So that would be something where it, that favors Eric. So man, as it's getting down the edge here, it's like there is no room. If you have five wins, so that's Brian, that's who else has five? Brian, Eric, and because Elijah can lose to Steve. Who else has five? Well, no, Nick's out. He's got four. Dino's at six. Yeah, so there's a couple in there where it's like they're right on the border, right on the border where they're going to want to. They can, there is no really no breathing room because if you look at it, I think if Eric, let's say hypothetically Brian and Eric both lose this week, so Eric would go to five and eight, and Brian goes to five and eight. Even if Elijah loses next week, Elijah just has to win. I just can't see the scenario unless multiple injuries or something crazy happens where Elijah's going to lose to Steve. You just don't see it on paper. I know last year. We talk about upsets, right? That's the beauty of fantasy. You can see the upsets. I just see it very hard that he's going to lose to Steve, who's almost you know 400 points behind the roster that Elijah's put up all year. So, I mean, it can happen. But that is it with Brian and Matt's team. Let's get to the next game. Austin playing just for pride, trying to pull the upset. And this would be another one where you're like, you know, I didn't see Jacob losing last week. I believe he lost to Nick. I did not see him losing last week to Nick. And it happened. Now, barely, right? Had he not had an injury to ETN, Brian wins that, or Jacob wins that. So that's the only scenario. Maybe Elijah gets a couple key players injured, and that's what causes him to lose that matchup. We don't want that. You want to lose basically straight up. But as we get to this, Jacob is looking at it like this. He's got a two-game lead on Eric. Jacob wins. This is the like the third or fourth week in a row where Jacob basically wins and he clinches the division. He will get that division. Does he still have a shot for the bye week? Yes, he does. The good news for him is the other two divisions, one has already clinched it, the t- a bye week. But the other division, Tech Bowl 23 and Madden 23, the winner of that one's going to – whoever has the better record or most points scored. Right now, if it ended today, it would be Matt's team, Matt roster. So it might even be better. If you're Jacob, you're actually pulling for Elijah's team to pull ahead. Because if Elijah ends up catching up, right, let's say he beats Steve and gets to 7-6, and six, and Brian beats Matt's team this week, then Brian's at 6, Eric, Elijah's at 7, and then the following week, Matt's team, Matt's roster loses because they'll be tied, him and Elijah, and Elijah wins. And Jacob wins his, his last game. If him and Eli tie, Jacob has more points. So therefore, he would get the bye week. So the bye week is so in Jacob's grasp. But right now, or he's going to have to say, okay, Matt's team can win it. Rosters can, can win it. But I just have to outscore, which he has to do the last two weeks and have Matt's team not score as much. Because Jacob is about 55 points, maybe 55 points behind or so. So that's that's easy to catch up. That is very doable with two games to go. Not the last game, right? Two games to go. Jacob's team can easily, Mr. Jacobs, he can easily catch that. As we go break down the roster, 
well, one thing, Austin has Kyler Murray. So let's say he pops in as his quarterback, Mariota. Puts in Mariota, then maybe find someone from his flex spot. Keenan Allen. So he plays Keenan Allen. So let's start at the top. Jalen Hurts, Mariota, Jalen Hurts. We're taking that. Barkley, ETN. ETN, I don't think practice. He needs to come back over Aaron Jones, Najee Harris. Najee's not 100%. Aaron Jones is questionable, but I think Jones is already playing. Um, I will take Barkley and ETN or Barkley and Jonathan Taylor if Jacob shuffles the lineup around. But, yeah, definitely take that. Gabe Davis or Lave or Lazard and McLaurin. Lazard and McLaurin, both of them can go for 20, right? Or they can both go for nine. Gabe Davis can go for 40 or he can go for nine. I think Olave is the most consistent all year of all these receivers. I think I could see Olave going against Tampa Bay and uh, dropping 19 points. I really hope Gabe Davis has an explosive game. He's had a few duds recently. Not duds and like bad, but nothing like the high ceiling one. Like he did have 11 two weeks ago, seven last week. Disappointing. Minnesota at 21, and you have to go back uh, almost three weeks before you go to the Kansas City game where he had 16. So I think he's due for a pretty decent performance. Maybe he can go out there and get 18 or 20. But Lazard, McLaurin, or Davis and Olave, I'll take the gamble. I think the safe play, if I owned all four of those receivers, and let's say Austin said, you know what, I got Kyler Murray, Aaron Jones, and Najee's 100% healthy, I would say I would rather play Lazard and McLaurin and say, give me 12, give me 15, let me get it like a 25 to 30-point combination to go with my good running backs and quarterback. But he's got Murray on a bye. He's got an injured Najee Harris. And, you know, who knows what with that Packer offense. I would rather take the risk, the high floor of the gate or high ceiling of Gabe Davis and Chris Olave in a decent matchup against Tampa. I would, I'd rather have him. Those are the ones where they go, okay, he might, Davis alone might outscore Lazard and McLaurin combined. That's a very real possibility. Fryermuth and Ninjoku, I'll say push. Ninjoku's had bigger games, through a couple big ones and then some duds. Fryermuth, I just like him with Pickens in that offense, and he's got a great matchup against Atlanta. Ninjoku's going against Houston. He's got Deshaun Watson, so it, it's exciting to see how Watson handles the tight end. He's never been a big guy who used tight ends in his past, so we'll find out how that works. But the safety this week, I would say Fryermuth. MVS or Jonathan Taylor, we got to see. Let's say he pops in uh, Pacheco or Drake London. I'm okay with whoever he pops in. I'll take over MVS. And then we already talked about if he does not play Mariota, maybe Keenan Allen or Justin Herbert. Herbert can go for 25. Allen can go for 20. So um, I would much rather have Justin Herbert against the Raiders. I think he's going to go off for 30. But I think Keenan Allen would have a pretty good game if that comes the case. So as we go through it, even if you add that in, Jacob's projected to get 184. Let's say Austin's projected to get 136. That's still basically a 50-point swing. That is a huge task. Now, Austin's team gave it his all last week. They, I think they – I want to say they overperformed. No, they didn't overperform, but still 134 to 176. It's not like his team out there and dropped to 103. It's not like he didn't even put a roster together. So could be a decent matchup. I don't – I think this is the week. Jacob clinches it and gets the division. And now it's, can he get enough points? Can he get some, uh, 
some gain some ground on his opposing division rivals in Tech Bowl 23? Can he try to get an opportunity to get that bye week? And that's what he needs to do. You know, he's going to most likely beat Austin. He's going to clinch that division, which will be great. You know, not missing the playoffs completely last year after Jacob had a few years in a row where he was a very dominant team, right? He, one year he finished, I think, uh, one after the year he won everything. He had another year where he was really good. He's, he's, he's made good runs. Um, and so then he's had some – he's struggled for a few seasons where his team – remember the year that Brian won it? His team was so good. That is one of the greatest, and I've said it before, Jacob's team that year where Brian won it, that I want to say that was two years, two seasons ago, right? Last season, uh, Jacob's team did not make the playoffs, and they looked good to start the year, especially with he had some good players under contract. It did not work out. The year before, though, that was the year where he literally had three separate times he scored 200 points and lost. I did some research. I talked about another podcast. I believe that is the most ever in league history in one year, right? Eric's had multiple times over multiple seasons, but no one has ever had it where they scored 200 points three times and lost all three, and he did. And the team he lost to the last game of the season by less than a single point went on to lose the championship um, or went on to win the championship, so that really stings. So I could see why. This is going to be so huge for him, and it's such a huge sigh of relief to win the division that we talked about this season, how tough it would be. Um, Nick's team was inconsistent. I don't want to say underperformed because he still had four wins. He still had a couple big victories, including one over Jacob last week. And Austin's team, way too many injuries, way too many injuries, and inconsistent play plagued them. Eric's team, he just happened to go against um, the highest-scoring teams of the year. You know, maybe they had some really big games, but he's his team has still put up the points as he is fighting for that division. Jacob has to just win one more game and he wins that division. If he loses both and Eric wins both, there's a very real possibility that Eric can steal that division away from Jacob, especially with so close in points. We would have to check the division record uh, later on. So Jacob, with a, this is this is a game that he really needs. Right, we saw Eric get get kind of straightened out last week with the win over Austin. Jacob has to get if he does not win this. I I don't even want to think about it or bring up the possibilities. I just can't see him not winning this. Okay, now we get to the big one. This is the big game. Before I get to that, let me get to Nick against Eric. We saw Nick last week. We just talked about pulled the upset, got the victory over Jacob, Mister Jacobs. As he's four and eight, think about it. The point differential is pretty big. The throughout the season, Eric's team at one point had won three out of four and had turned it around. Hi, Gracie. Had turned it around and they were he was looking good. And then he's had struggled with a couple tough losses. Um, you know, where you look back and you go, I should have won that, those games. Those tough losses have made it where Eric's five and seven and Nick's four and eight. But I don't feel like when you look at the records, I don't feel like they've been on the same path. I mean, literally, Eric Nick had three wins and had suffered a long losing streak until last week. So you're looking at that and you're like, okay, um, they're only one game separates them, but throughout the season, it just didn't feel like that. And a team that has Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Aaron Rodgers, T. Higgins, and 
the 49ers defense, right? That's not a team you usually go, okay, you know, uh, they're going to be struggling to try to make a playoff berth. But he's right there. He is breathing down the neck. He is chasing Dino and Elijah. The good news is Dino and Elijah, right, they are not ahead of him in points. He's ahead of them in points. The only thing is they're both ahead of him in wins, but only by one. So as you look at it and you go, man, I'm behind. I'm I'm eight seed. I got to jump seven and six. The good news is they're both. It can be done in one week. Like literally, if let's go to it real quick. If Dino Dan get off there, if Dino Dan loses, which is a real possibility, if Elijah loses, which that this week I don't see, which might stretch it out. It might make it harder. It might make it where if Elijah does win, as he's projected, and he gets to seven and six, and then Eric's wins and he's six and seven, and then you look at Dino, supposedly let's say he loses and he's six and seven. If you look at the points, Dino is 2018, Eric is 2051, and Elijah is 2010. So there is a real possibility that Eric can jump Dino and still come down to where the final game will be Brian and Elijah. And Brian might be fighting for that playoff spot. Brian might be fighting for that division. So there's a real possibility that Eric would then have to win his last game to get in and not worry about Dino. Not have to, as the guy he's chasing, right? He's chasing Dino. He just needs Dino to slip up once, and now he can surpass him. But he's got to win his game. There is no free win. There is no guarantees, as we all learned. There are no, oh, okay, I got it, I got it. You know, this is the week that I think I'm going to get the win. There is none of that. As we look at the scores, it's 162 to 138 in favor of Eric. Aaron Rodgers or Dak Prescott, I'm t- I know Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. If he was 100%, I would take Rodgers. The fact that he isn't, the Colts defense has a pretty good uh, pass defense. I'm going to take Prescott. He is favored by one point over Rodgers. But... Right, we know Rodgers can still own Chicago. We'll find out how that goes, but I like Prescott just a tad more. I feel safer with him at home, prime time, and in good condition. Robinson and Zeke against Montgomery and Gibson. I mentioned this uh, before. How uh, last week was Robinson's game. This week, I think is Gibson's game. Just in the fact that I think the Giants, who are really good, are going to give Washington a much tougher challenge, which means Gibson's going to be involved in the pass game more. If Gibson doesn't outscore Robinson, like I said, I will be shocked. I mean, even if it's by four or five, I just feel like he's going to have a better game. If you told me I can have Montgomery and Gibson or Robinson and Zeke, uh, Zeke might go out and have 15, 16 points, maybe more. I just, I'm just done. Let's see. I would rather have Montgomery and Gibson because you're going to find out. Whoever has the better back, if Robinson does play better than Gibson, then then there you go. I think Zeke and Montgomery might come out e- even this week. Montgomery will get more work now that uh, Herbert's out has been out for the year. He has looked better. Right? Maybe Tony Pollard has a better game. But I think Robinson and Gibson, whoever has the better night, helps the, their, their team's running back's chances. Garrett Wilson, who is doing much better with the new quarterback. Mike Evans, both good matchups in the past game. Jefferson and Hill, they're, they're regardless of matchups, you're taking them. So Eric, going with Eric and his receivers there, as always, Knox and Hill. I am officially pass and given up. 
every other dynasty where I had Hill, I have kept him in there as the crapshoot, as the secret weapon. Unless you, I have no other options. I am done. I don't. If it's Darson Knox, I'm playing Knox because in the past I might have been like, you know what, Knox might get you eight points, ten points. Hill's Hill can go out and get you forty. Um, at this point, I'm done. I'll take even Will Disley. I'm just like, I just want a, a, a tight end that's going to give me eight to ten points, and I'm done gambling with Hill. Now this will be the week he goes off and has a great week on primetime Monday Night Football against Tampa. I mean, heck, I'd have. Let me see. D- did he play Tampa yet? What did he do to them last time? Let me look back. He had one point last time. So who knows? Nick, I think, can't ever bench him again after that last game because of what happened to him. But I'll go Knox. T. Higgins or Waddle. If Jamar Chase comes back, I don't know, this Kansas City game, man. What did he do? Didn't he have a good game against KC last year? Let me look what he did last year when he played KC. I remember he had a couple insane games. Only nine points against KC last year. But remember, he had the 29 points against Pittsburgh, the 34 against the Chargers, 22 against the 49ers. So, yeah, 49 against Baltimore. So Higgins can go off, and he had, he's got basically back-to-back 30-point games. With, with Chase there, he could still drop 31 like he did against Miami, 19 against Dallas. So even with Chase there, he still did really well. But then with Chase there, sometimes he goes and gets you 10. If Chase, This game, I think, is going to be so high-scoring. I really wish they would have flexed that to the Sunday night game. You know, I'm, I know maybe they said, oh, you know what, the Sunday afternoon games, we don't want to get rid of everything. But Dallas Colts, are the Colts really playing for anything? I mean, I know they must be going, oh, it's Dallas. Like, we don't get enough NFC East games all year that we could have said, hey, let's see the Bengals, Chiefs, primetime. I don't know. I think that would have been so much better if they flexed that game in. But I will go Higgins, barely, barely, just in the fact that, Higgins might have Chase, but Waddle has Tyree Kill. Both of them against really good teams that will put up points. This is not like last week where Waddle went against the Texans. So I will I will say Higgins slightly because he's at home, and the Niners' defense is better than Kansas City. Watson and Palmer. We talked about Palmer. Oh no, we talked about uh, not Palmer, the other guy. Palmer had only nine points last week, but he had thirty six the week before. So against the Raiders. I'm good with Palmer, not as much as I am Christian Watson. There's no way I'm benching Christian Watson. I'm glad Eric explained him because he had 38, 21, and 27. And I can't remember, did Eric play him last week, right? You can't keep leaving. You can't leave a guy on the bench after two good weeks. Definitely not after three. He's got to be on there. So good move for Now, of course, he might go. You're not, he's not going to do it forever, right? We've seen it in the past. No one can maintain that. But there's no way. I don't think Christian Watson right now, if you said, what are the odds? I would say if I had a hundred bucks and I had to bet all of it, or I mean, I had to bet half of it. I would still bet probably 75. I'd say, Hey, I got a hundred. I have to bet at least 50. I'll put 75. Christian Watson scores a touchdown. I really think he's going to score one this week again and keep it going against Chicago. Rogers has to throw to someone. And if it's not Cobb or Aaron Jones, it's going to be Christian Watson. And then the defenses, Niners and Dolphins going heads up. That'll be really fun. That'll be nice to see. And then you've got Parsons and Crosby, two real good pass rushers. This could be a really good game. Looking at it as we break it down, Eric was favored on the tight end, on the wide receivers, slightly in the flex. And uh, Palmer is also a wild card against the Raiders. He can, if Keenan Allen plays, it kind of hurts his value, right? But 
I could still see Justin Herbert trusting Palmer and going to him because Palmer did so well before. While Watson has really earned the trust of Rodgers, I like Watson more because there is no Keenan Allen and a possible Mike Williams coming back. So looking at it, I think Eric, who is favored, you know, by 20 or so, maybe 24, somewhere around there, slight favorite. I could see Nick, who pulled the upset last week, pulling it again. Would not be shocked. That said, I, I still think kind of like with not as much as Jacob, I feel like Eric should win this game. If he doesn't, he's done. You know, you, you're not going to – I remember at one point I thought two weeks ago, I felt you could get in with – we could see a 6-8 and eight team make the playoffs. But then Brian, he won. Uh, Elijah won. It's like some of these guys started sneaking up, creeping up, getting these wins. Dino keeps winning, right? He's won a couple out of – you know, he's won like two out of three or two out of – so I don't see, see a, an eight win. If Eric lost this week, he would then therefore have to have – Brian lose and Elijah lose. Brian, I could see losing. Elijah losing and Dino losing. You're asking for a lot. So Eric knows this is basically almost a playoff game. Eric and Brian. Eric's a little better shape just from the point score, but Eric and Brian are in must-win situations as Nick tries to play spoiler again as he beat Jacob last week and try to keep him from the division. See if he can do it. The defending champ goes down swinging as this is a rematch. Week two, Eric won as a rematch from the championship last year. What a difference. Two seasons ago, these two were fighting in the NIT. Last season, these two were fighting for the Matt Rotherham Memorial Trophy. At the time, it was UC 13 or UC, I think, 12 or 13. Um, but now it's changed. And now here they are again. One of them fighting to get in the playoffs. The other one looking to play spoiler. Just didn't see it coming. You know, you never know. And it shows the good parody that it didn't go away because we went to contract league. It it seemed like there was a bit where a couple teams consistently kept it up. And the good news is it's not, even if you do keep it up, you still see, I mean, Eric has a really good team and he still at five and seven, you know, you, you don't catch all the breaks. Aaron Rodgers has not played up to his level. Uh, Montgomery didn't start out hot because Herbert was getting – so there was things, wild cards, that we don't see year in and year out, which open it up for other teams. So, yeah, looks like Eric should win it. I could see Nick winning that one, but but looking at it on paper, it feels like this is a game Eric's team should win. Oh, boy. Now we get to the last two games, and honestly, I am out of breath. I am tired. What time is it? 35 minutes. Ugh, man, it has been so hard to do this. Let's get to my game because I know Mario listens. The big one we are waiting to talk about, of course, is Dino Dan and Christian. I'll get to me and Mario. My game and Mario, it is basically 50-50. He's projected to win 172 to 171. As I mentioned, I am mathematically eliminated from the division and from Let's see, am I? Hmm. What if I won and went to nine and four, and then Mario went to nine and four, and then Christian lost and went to ten and three, and then I beat him next week, and we both went to ten and four, ten and four, and Mario won and went to ten and four. Could I win the division, even though it was a three way tie and I scored more points than them? And the answer is no, because the best I can finish is two and four. 
and division play. And Christian right now is three and one. So I cannot. I cannot beat Christian. That's so sad. But that's what I love, the division record. That's why there's so much behind everything, right? In the past, we didn't have it like that. It was just head-to-head head head and then points. By adding the division record, think about it. If we had that three-way tie, and then you go, oh, well, the three-way tie. And Christian and Danny, they split one game apiece. So let's go for points scored. And then I would win it because I scored the most points. That would just mean I was the more consistent team throughout the year. But to me, the division record, because you play six division games, I think is huge to add that. Because if we all finish, me, Mario, and Christian all finish uh, with 10 wins, and we all beat each other, split each other, one game apiece, it should be the best division record. The point should be the last aspect, I think. Because if I finish two and four, that means I couldn't beat Dino twice. And then I, Mario and Christian beat me the other times each. I don't deserve it then. Why they both beat Dino two, two times or even split with them. They did what they had to do. So I love the division uh, record coming into play on a lot of those. So that just by clearing that up and going through it, I cannot win that division. With the mere fact that the last week, because see, Brian, Mario uh, could lose this week and next week and still finish with nine, right? But even if I had 10, Christian, once he got to 10 wins, basically meant uh, I had to win last week against Dino, and Dino took care of me. So all that said, me and Mario, uh, let's go through this quick. Joe Burrow, I don't know what's going on with Justin Fields, right? I got Lamar Jackson. I got Geno Smith. I am 100% playing. Doesn't that sound crazy? Playing Kenny Pickett over a possible Lamar Jackson or Geno Smith. I just think with Pickett uh, going uh, against Atlanta, I feel like that's a great matchup. And Lamar Jackson at Denver, Geno Smith. Again, I don't want to play Geno Smith at all against the Rams. Um, anyways, let's get to it. As of now, if Justin Fields plays, I'm playing him. Fields or Burrow, I'm going Burrow. If Fields was 100%, I would still go Burrow. I think Fields, if he gets hot, if he gets going in that run game, we've seen him drop 40 points multiple times. There isn't anything in my mind that doesn't make me think Burrow's going to get not anything less than 30. Even if Mixon plays, you know, unless Mixon plays and has one of those three touchdown games, right? Joe Mixon goes off that game. That's a possibility where Burrow would have a less, less stats. But I feel like Burrow, if he gets chased back, with Higgins and Mixon in the mix and you know, Mixon in the mix. How funny. Uh, if I wasn't tired, I'd laugh more. Let's see what he did last year. Last year against Kansas City. Take a guess what Joe Burrow did. I'll give you a second. All right. That's long enough. I'm not going to do the whole theme song. Joe Burrow did 50 points against Kansas City. He's at home. I feel like if he gets 40, if you'd have told me right now, hey, it's in the air, right? You don't know what you're going to get. Take a gamble or we'll give Burrow 38. Do I want to, do I want to take the, give him the guaranteed 38 right now? Mario, I'll give you 38 and you don't, you don't get anything higher. I'll take that. I'll be more than happy with that because I feel like Burrow could go for 45 easily. And I'm taking Burrow with Justin Fields. If Justin Fields was at Atlanta, at home or at Atlanta, I would honestly go, okay, I feel good there. Maybe that is a push, right? He's 100%. He's playing Atlanta. He's playing, um, I don't know, the Cowboys, even the Cowboys where he had a monster game, 
right? The Cowboys' defense was good, but they he still ran all over them. With his run game, that's the thing. His fields can go throw for 200, run for 100, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, looking at all that, I feel like that they, that there's just no way that Burrow's not going to at least drop 30, 38 to 45. So Burrow, go in there. Running backs, Kenneth Walker, Ramonde Stevenson, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. I'm taking Henry and Chubb. The matchups, the, I, I'm leaning more matchups because Walker has been really good, right? We've seen that since the, since he's taken over for Penny from the injuries. We've seen him. He's had 21, 35, 12, 34, 13, and 16. Now, Tampa, who, Tampa and the Giants both held him to double digits but under 15 because of a good defense. So I think the defense matters, and they're playing the Rams. So I don't think – and now Aaron Donald's been ruled out, which helps Kenneth Walker. But still, I don't think Kenneth Walker is going to, unless the pa- the pass defense does so well that the the Seahawks keep pushing the run and they're able to be successful with it. But I feel like this is a week where Walker might go out and have another 12-point game. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. Oh, my gosh, Nick Chubb. Houston's terrible against the run. Nick Chubb is going to go for 25 minimum. Minimum, unless Deshaun Watson has a huge game and Chubb is barely involved. Not barely involved, but you know what I mean. Like he's going to go out there, get 80 yards, a touchdown, but he's not going to get the 25 carries. I still think they're going to want to do that because you want to get Watson, ease him back in. Just getting the win alone for Watson is more than enough uh, to bring joy to him against his old team. He doesn't want to be like Russell Wilson and lose the game at the end. So he'd much be happy just getting the victory if he doesn't have to do as much. And then Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. He's going to go off. He's going to have 25 points. We'll find out as you're listening to this podcast. We'll find out tonight, do I have a real shot? I think I think if you look at Burrow, Henry, and Chubb, or Fields, Walker, and Stevenson, throughout my, uh, the eight games where I had won, once I got Fields, him, Walker, and Stevenson were a very big part of it. If those three get doubled up by Henry, Chubb, like let's say Henry – Burrow, Henry, and Chubb combined for uh, 90 points, which is a huge possibility. If if Fields, Walker, and Stevenson don't even combine for 60, I'm done. Let's say they combine for 50. I'm done. That's a 40-point swing right there. That That's that's pretty much it. He's got Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, uh, Cole Komet, Tony Pollard. Not, he has no holes in his lineup, right? So I think this is a great week for Mario. The win, or I just want points. The win doesn't matter for me because I'm not, I can't win the division. And either way, I'm going to end up probably facing Mario uh, in a very tough first round matchup. So it doesn't really matter much for me looking at the wins other than just lifetime stats. You know, a sleeper app combines the lifetime stats. That's about it for me. I'm just looking for points. Uh, If if he beats me 210 to 205, I will be the first one to uh, celebrate and take that. I would love to get 200 points in a win or loss this week, but I think that'll be the game. We will see tonight. If Stevenson can go for 20 or more, then I will feel, okay, I got a shot. If Stevenson goes out there and gets uh, nine or 12 against Buffalo, doesn't really get, he'll be involved in the passing game. That's what I love about him. He wasn't like with Damian Harris when Harris comes in. If it's, uh, you know, Buffalo goes up 21, nothing. Harris is a no factor, but Stevenson's still going to get the passing work. So I still feel like Stevenson has a safe floor of at least 15. But in a game where 
15 is not going to cut it when I have Walker going against the Rams, when I have an injured Justin Fields, and he's got Burrow, Henry, and Chubb. Honestly, if I'm Mario, I'm wishing this was a playoff week. This is great for Mario because Mario could still win this division. He could still win it. He can get to 10 wins, and then uh, I'd have to check the division record. I think they're tie, and Christian beat him the first time, so they're one game apiece. But I think they're tie with each three and one in division play. So Mario can very easily, easily still win this division and get the bye week. How crazy is that? How crazy is, is it to have Jacob uh, NIT last year winning his division? Mario in NIT last year contending for the division with two weeks left with the number one team in the league, Christian, and, cont- and a real possibility to win this division. So the best thing to come out of this, if it's not a playoff week, is that this allows him to win. Dino Dan pulls the upset and beats Christian. Woo-wee! And, and it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Christian can still lose to me next week and finish with 11 wins. And Mario can beat Dino next week and finish with 11 wins and still win this division. He doesn't have to have Christian. Mario just needs to make sure he maintains whatever Christian does. He's got to win. Mario has to win for sure. If Mario loses this week, then... He would have to win. He would have to have Christian lose as well, right? They ha- they could still finish tie, and Mario could still capture the division. Oh man, it's so exciting! But anyways, let's get back to this game. Yeah, this would be a great week for the playoffs for Mario's matchups. As we get to the next one, receivers Metcalf and Adams or Amari Cooper and Godwin. I know Godwin had a monster week last week. Cooper has a tough matchup against Houston. They're good against the pass, but Stingley might not play. If Stingley doesn't play. I think Cooper can have a really big game, especially with Deshaun Watson back. DK Metcalf and Devontae Adams. If you told me all year, I'm going to take Metcalf and Adams, especially Devontae Adams. I get the best receiver, and Metcalf um, is a pretty good receiver. I, I Godwin has had one good game throughout the majority of the year, so I'm not going to jump aboard. I will take my receivers just in the fact that Adams is going against the Chargers, um, who he destroyed week one. Metcalf, the Rams' pass defense has not been very good. Uh, so Metcalf, he has beaten Ramsey in the past um, for a couple of touchdowns. I will take them because Cooper can be big or disappear, and we don't know what's going to happen. They might lean heavily on the run, and Godwin has one week. I need to see Godwin two or three weeks in a row. So I will take my receivers. Tight end, Everett Komet. Komet was playing great, and then uh, he got injured. Now he's back. I got to see you know, with Justin Fields what happens. If Fields plays – I'll say wash because Everett and Komet, both of them are capable of 10 to 15 point games, or they can each go for five. So I'll say wash Pollard and Pickens. I'm taking, hmm, I'm going to say push. I'm going to say push on this one as well. Pickens um, had a touchdown last game. If Pickett hits him in stride and he would have had uh, about a 17 to 18 point performance. I think he destroys Atlanta. I think the Steelers are going to get, if they get the pass game going, I think Pickens is going to be the top receiver in the game. But that said, I still think Pollard's going to go out for, for 15 to 20 against the Colts. I really like Pollard every week. He's such a, he's such a, what is it? Austin Eckler, poor man's Austin Eckler right now. And he could be basically what Austin Eckler is if he gets the chance to be full-time. Right, take take Zeke off the team, and you see how freaking good Pollard is, and I love it. Um, so, I will say push on there. Quarterbacks, I'm going Carr. 
I know Pickett, like I just said, I'm playing the fact that I'm playing Pickett over Geno Smith and possibly I'm, I'd, I might change my mind. If, if Justin Fields doesn't play, then Lamar Jackson goes in. But it's crazy to think because Lamar Jackson's at home. Denver is pretty good pass defense. They've been one of the top ones throughout the season. Now, they don't have Bradley Chubb anymore. There's weapons, pieces they don't have anymore. But they still have Sertain. Uh, I still think they're a really good pass defense. And Lamar Jackson has – he had a good game last week, but he's not been setting the world on fire, right? He had 17, then he had 18. That's that's not bad, but that's not what Lamar Jackson is. That's what, not why you have him. 24 last week. I think, you know, Lamar Jackson to me is – I'm waiting for him to take off once we reach the playoffs. That's why I traded for him, honestly, for the playoff push because his matchups were not good last week. I was surprised he did that against Jacksonville. He could have had 29, but I thought he would be in the teens, like 18, 19. But, yeah, Pickett, um, I'm still I'm most likely going to pay Pickett on the matchup, but I think Carr is going to have the better game against the Chargers in Vegas. I think he's going for payback. He would had a really good game against them last week or last uh, earlier in the season. I'll take Carr. Pickett, when I say I think he's got a good matchup, I'm, I'm expecting 20. Uh, Pickett's the safe play, right? The, the gamble would play Jackson. I know Geno Smith. I'm not playing Geno once again, like I said. The, the gambler will play Lamar Jackson to get 100 rushing, you know, and maybe he'll go, maybe he'll go off and have a, a 35, 40-point game. True. But he also could go out and have a 17-point game. Pickett, I think, is good for 22 to 25, and I'll take that, even though I think Cars could have 30. And then the defense. Bills, we'll find out. If New England, if Stevenson goes for 20 to 25, if – if the Bills win the game, but New England puts up like last week against Minnesota, can go out there and put up 20-plus points, and Buffalo finishes with 19, 20, something like that, I will take that. That'll be a win for me. If Buffalo goes out with 30 or 40, I, I'll probably re- hang the red flag because then it's going to be like, man, Stevenson had a, a pedestrian game, and the Bills just went off. It's going to be tough. And I got to start the Cowboys D. Got to start. They burned me on Thanksgiving but I'm taking another shot that they destroy Mr. Immobile, Matt Ryan. That's that's the only way I'm going to win, is if the Cowboys drop a 40-point performance, pick it, and Pickens uh, exceed expectations, and Stevenson and Walker can sometimes somehow pull it out. I think looking at it as I break down the game, I feel like Sleeper is being generous to me and less generous to Mario because no, studying and knowing fantasy like we do, the matchups are so juicy for Mario's top three guys. And then Godwin, Pollard, and Carr. All, all are capable of being a top 12 position at the end of, in, their, in their slot. Top 12 receiver, top 12 running back, top 12 quarterback easily at the end of this week. So I feel like looking at this, this is going to be a Mario. Like if I'm just looking and not even my name in it, I feel like this is a week where Mario might win. I, this feels like a 200-point game for him. My team, I feel like I might break 170 to 190, and I'm okay with if I can get closer to 190. But I feel like this is both of us are going to outscore our projection. If we both don't outscore our projection, it is from several injuries. Um, that's about it because I can't see the matchups being bad. And I, I think Mario slightly wins this one. Um, and honestly, as a commissioner, it would be great to see him win this because that would set up so much drama for the next game. We're going to talk about the final game of the night. 
is Dino Dan against Christian Kruger, 10-2 and two against 6-6, six and six, four-point differential. Christian started out 3-0, entered the second bracket of our division games, and oh my gosh, how much time do we have left? Eight minutes. Oh man, I better get talking quick. This is huge. Christian wins, he clinches the division. Well, he because he'll have 11. No, if Mario wins, he would only be one back. There's still a chance. So, yeah, he doesn't. He would have to win and have my team win. A win here and a loss by Mario Christian clinches. And then a Dino. Man, then Dino will drop back behind Elijah, right? Elijah's most likely going to beat Steve. And then Eric could jump in the mix too. We can see Dino go from six to eight. We could see Eric go from eight to six. I mean, we could see such a huge jump and swing of game, uh, emotions on that. So right now it's 173 to 176 or 167. Christian, six-point edge. Let's find Tua against Cousins. Man, that one's tough. Both tough matchups. I, I don't think the Jets are going to put up what they did last week on the road in Minnesota. I think Cousins has a good game. The Jets' defense is better at home. And it's not prime time, so Cousins, I think, will have a better performance. But I think Tua is going to have a really good game. I know the Niners' D is strong, but he has to – the Niners' D is going to – the offense is going to score. So Tua is going to have to – not like last week. This is not one Christian lost last week, partially due because the Dolphins had such a big lead that Tua didn't get to continue to play. Um, I think that was a huge reason right there. So with both quarterbacks, I will say push. I think Tua has the, the higher ceiling, um, but Cousins is a safer floor. I could see Cousins dropping 18 to 20, while Tua could go for 14, right, with a good defense, or he can go for 40. So we'll find out. But I'm going to say it's too risky. I'm going to say push on both Gus Edwards or McCaffrey against Kamara and Eckler. I'm going Kamara and Eckler. Kamara has been a huge disappointment with his injuries and inconsistent play, but he can also go drop four touchdowns at any time. I like Eckler more than all of them. McCaffrey, though, jumps way up now that Elijah Mitchell's out. I do like that. I think McCaffrey now can go back. Remember, the last time game without Elijah Mitchell, McCaffrey went for 40-plus points against the Rams. So I do like McCaffrey. Um, the only difference is I don't like Edwards near near any kind of level of Kamara and Eckler. If Edwards can go for double digits and Kamara has another stinker, that would be a huge swing because I think McCaffrey can outscore Eckler. I don't think he will this week, but I think he can. So, yeah, I'll lean uh, with Christian's running backs. Wide receivers, Lockett, St. Brown, Christian Kirk, Peoples-Jones, right? Hollywood Browns on a bye. We'll see. Jamar Chase, let me read it real quick. What did they say? I thought he practiced. He was still limited in practice, but he still is at least attempting. So we'll see if Chase is cleared. I think that would be Chase and Kirk. But as of now, if you go Peoples-Jones and Kirk, Peoples-Jones stock is actually going up because Deshaun Watson's there. This could be a passing attack now. Uh, Lockett destroyed last week, played pretty good, uh, outperformed. Did he not outperform DK Metcalf? Oh, no, he had 15. Metcalf had more. He did get a touchdown last week, though. St. Brown and Kirk, they're both going heads up. St. Brown was a monster, right? Didn't he get 40? One of the reasons Dino beat me last week, St. Brown, a huge game. I think he does not go for as much, but I think St. Brown and Kirk are um, – I'll lean – looking at these four receivers, I would lean with Dino. 
I think Lockett and People's Jones are kind of Lockett has the better high high ceiling where he can go for thirty, but I think uh, both of them will get around what they're projected. St. Brown and Kirk, I think, are both going to get ten points more than projected. I think they're so I'm going to say slightly with Dino because I think Lockett has a higher ceiling, but maybe possible uh, push because Kirk and Brown I think are both going to go for twenty five or more. That's going to be such a fun game to watch and watch those offenses go back and forth Sunday morning. Um, if Jamar Chase does play, watch out. I th- and then taking Kirk and Jamar Chase over Lockett and Brown. Andrews and Hurst, I'm going Mark Andrews. We don't have to waste time on that one. White and Murray. Murray now is the lead back. What did he get last week? 10 points. I expected more. Disappointment. White went for 22 after having – 19 the week before. I think Rashad White has another big game against New Orleans. Dino's going to have to wait it out again. Monday night football. Dino's going to have to sit and tough it out unless he has a gigantic lead. If Dino's winning by 20 or less, I would be nervous with White playing Monday night football. I'll just end it there. White more over Murray. Daniel Jones, uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a really good game against Minnesota. We know Buffalo's going to score, so he's going to have to score, right? Almost got three more minutes left. The defense is, it's, it's a push. Brooks has been playing better. So Brooks will be the wild card on that. Daniel Jones or Mac Jones, we'll wait and see. I can't, I'd rather have Daniel Jones this week, but I think Mac Jones might have a good game because he's going to have to score against Buffalo to keep up. So looking at all that, I think I will lean towards Christian, but I don't think it's as much. It didn't show it as much. If Jamar Chase plays, I feel like Christian's going to win this game by 20. If Jamar Chase does not play, I think it's a nail biter. I think it's going to be closer than Mario's game and myself, even though I think me and Mario are both going to break our um, our projection. I think Dino and Christian will break the projection, uh, but I think the game will be a little closer than that. So that's tough. There's so much on the line. Christian knows if Christian loses, he's got a real possibility uh, of playing for the division that it felt like he had locked up, right? But myself – and Mario did not die. We did not walk away. We continued to win. Um, I fell off the map. Dino with a huge victory to keep Dino's playoff chances going. This is the one where Eric, this is the one where Brian, and this is the one where Elijah all sit back and are gigantic Christian Kruger fans because they know with a loss to Dino, that really throws the mud into the final week 14 coming up. So that is it with the podcast, guys. Uh, thank you for listening hope you guys enjoy Thursday Night Football. I know I will. If anything exciting happens, I will do a podcast for Friday morning. If it's a stinker of a game, like 20 to 12 or something, ugh, I might not even want to talk about football after that. Uh, either way, went to Knott's Berry Farm today. It was fun. Hit up a lot of the rides. And uh, not today, yesterday, the day I was doing this podcast. But I hope you guys have a safe day. Um, enjoy your week. Be careful, especially if you're dealing with rain. Eric, be safe on the roads. Mario, be safe on the roads. Christian, be safe on the roads. And good luck, everyone. Get your rosters ready. This is the fun time, right? This is exciting time. Think about it. Half the team, I mean, almost already, but basically half the league is done after this week uh, because it's going to start playoffs and then they're in the NIT. I guess it's still not over. When you're playing the NIT, you're going for that last of those five extra lotto balls. So have a safe day. 1.46 1.46 a.m. in the morning. I am out of here. I need to get to sleep. Talk to you guys later. Peace.